Welcome to the Staying Ageless podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we'll be talking about the impact of dietary protein intake on longevity. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you a brief rundown of how dietary protein is linked to longevity and any health complications associated with protein insufficiency. Later today, we'll be chatting with our expert and ageless hero, Dr. David Minkoff, a physician with 40 plus years of experience and the author of The Search for the Perfect Protein. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the USA, the UK, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, France, Germany, and much more. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. All right, y'all, we are talking about protein today. It's a hot topic. It's something that always comes up, especially in the plant-based community. But in general, it's important for everyone to consider. And that's because protein is one of the most essential macronutrients for the body. It's the building block of our bodies. It's necessary for many processes, including digestion, muscle repair, hormone production, immune system function, and more. Protein deficiency is really a state that can be created when the body is unable to absorb enough protein or it's not receiving enough through dietary intake. There are two types of proteins, structural and non-structural. The structural proteins help us build, uh, build bones, muscles, organs, our hair, our nails, our skin, our blood vessels, and non-structural proteins are involved in regulating cellular activity and maintaining homeostasis. So in order to produce the proteins that we need to function, we need to consume food containing protein. And apparently, starting with the first meal of the day can actually be beneficial. According to a 2017 study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, which looked at the effect of a high-protein breakfast compared to a high-fat or a high-carb breakfast on the body's ability to control glucose and insulin, They found that participants consuming a high-protein breakfast, at least 30% protein macros-wise, had improved blood sugar control and insulin levels following the consumption of white bread or another meal equivalent to 50 grams of carbohydrates four hours after the breakfast meal. Pretty cool. Um, And that makes sense when you think about a lot of people, at least a lot of people I'm helping with blood sugar control, have an issue with eating very carby, carby, American standard breakfast type of meals, and they feel like they want to go to sleep by two or three. Um, So if you can eat in a way that keeps you a little bit more satiated in the morning, obviously very helpful also for your energy levels throughout the day. All right. How much daily intake of protein do you actually need? Well, the recommended dietary allowance for protein is 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. For very active individuals, you can increase to one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight. And I've had bodybuilder clients who are consuming one and a half grams of protein per kilogram of body weight or more. It's never a good idea, in my opinion, to consume excessive amounts of protein. So two grams per kilogram or higher, especially in animal form in order to protect your kidneys and your health overall. I mean, the RDA is usually the amount of a nutrient that you need to meet your basic nutritional requirements or keep you from getting sick, but it's not really specific to the amount you're supposed to eat every day um, based on your activity and all the other things, other factors in your life. So the art of protein sufficiency is a little bit more nuanced because you kind of have to look at your individual situation um, and what's going on with your lifestyle. When I look at a client, I'm taking into consideration their height, their weight, their level of activity, and any physical signs and symptoms to determine their protein intake. What I learned from our guest today is that it's also never a bad idea to also test your serum amino acid levels to determine if you have a protein deficiency. If you want to calculate protein intake on your own, you can go and find a really, there's a whole bunch of online calculators and you can input your height, your weight and level of activity and it'll give you a good idea of where to start as far as the number of grams per day. So how is protein intake and aging actually linked? Well, protein deficiency can accelerate the aging of the skin by a number of mechanisms. One of them is through oxidative damage. 
Protein deficiency may also contribute to other processes like increased inflammation, which then will lead to rapid aging, or DNA damage, which then will lead to aging. During the process of aging, there are numerous processes that can lead to consuming less protein. Maybe there's lack of hunger, impaired oral health or ability to chew, um, loss of acuity and taste, smell and sight. And so aging individuals actually do need larger amounts of protein in comparison to young adults in attempt to maintain muscle protein synthesis. A study conducted by researchers and published in the Journal of Cell Metabolism showed that protein deficiency can accelerate aging by reducing the rate of muscle protein synthesis. They looked at how protein deficiency might affect aging and how it might affect muscle growth in elderly people. And the researchers found that elderly people who consume less protein were more likely to gain weight, even if they weren't hungry. They also found that older adults who ate less protein had a lower rate of muscle protein synthesis than those who ate more protein. And then a cross-sectional study also published in the Journal of Cell Metabolism in 2014 found that respondents that were aged 50 to 65 reporting high protein intake had a 75% increase in overall mortality and a fourfold increase in cancer death risk during the following 18 years. And these associations were either abolished or attenuated if the proteins were plant-derived. Conversely, high protein intake was associated with reduced cancer and overall mortality in respondents over 65, but a five-fold increase in diabetes mortality um, happened across all ages. So some important highlights to take from this study is that high-protein intake can be linked to increase in cancer, diabetes, and overall mortality, that high IGF-1 levels increase the relationship between mortality and high-protein, and IGF-1 is the hormone that manages the effects of growth hormone in our body. And so together, IGF-1 and growth hormone, they help promote normal growth of bones in our tissues. Higher protein consumption may be protective for older adults. And that it does matter what type of protein you're consuming. So plant-derived proteins are associated with lower mortality than animal-derived protein. Now, of course, there's caveats there. Um, Obviously, it was very, very interesting to hear that from ages 50 to 65, consuming large amounts of protein, especially animal protein, is going to increase your risk for a lot of chronic illness. But then over 65, it is really important to have sufficient amounts of protein. And I think, you know, there are other factors that have to be taken into consideration for each person based on their family history, um, based on um, their, you know, um, what, how they metabolize food, so many other things. So what foods can we take in or what foods can we add to our diet to boost our protein intake? Well, if you're a meat eater, child, you're going to eat meat, all the meats, fish, eggs, And then you could also include plant-based sources, which are available. If you are a vegetarian, you can do eggs um, and you can do beans, nuts, seeds, oatmeal, whole grains. If you're vegan or completely plant-based, no eggs, but you're going to do beans, nuts, seeds, oatmeal, whole grains. And there's so many, you know, there's a few things that I love to include in my clients' plans if I'm trying, if they're plant-based and I'm trying to increase their protein intake. So it's really important to supplement your diet with a really good protein powder. Um, our guest today makes my favorite plant-based protein powder. Uh, so I highly recommend you you check them out. And I'll definitely link that in the show notes. Also, um, I love bean flour pastas. You can do um, nut milks, but I love pea milk because it has a little bit more protein, about eight grams of protein per cup. And then you can do things like, instead of tofu, I do for my clients pumfu, which is a pumpkin seed-based tofu substitute that has 17 grams of protein per serving. It also has a good amount of fat. So you have to kind of balance it out depending on the person and depending on what works well for your body and the goals that you have. But there is, there are many ways to get sufficient protein if you're plant-based. And I'm really excited about our guest today because their product has been a game changer for me. So The benefits of of getting adequate protein, it definitely helps with weight control. It can definitely help with weight control overall. can help to prevent osteoporosis. We really do need protein for our bones and to make sure that our bones don't become fragile or break easily. can help with improved brain function and even help with some mood issues or mood disorders, depression, things like this. Because of 
the, the, the need for protein to make neurotransmitters, when we have sufficient protein, our brain's going to function better and we're going to feel better. It's going to help with boosting our immunity and it's also going to help with keeping our muscles strong. If we have an issue with insufficient protein, it can lead to immune impairment, decreased organ mass, decreased body protein turnover, connective tissue loss, bone loss, lower neurotransmitter production, delayed healing, lowered hormones, lower enzyme levels with reduced liver detoxification, and a loss of a training effect in athletes. So they're training and they're wondering why I'm not getting results. Now that you get the gist on the importance of adequate protein intake, or at least sufficient protein intake for wherever you are in your life cycle, um, especially as it relates to aging and, and longevity, it's really essential that you determine and you figure out what are the healthiest source of proteins that work for your constitution that are going to help you promote your health. Okay. All right. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to chat with our amazing guests. So stay tuned. Are you a woman struggling with horrible periods, fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, infertility, or unsavory menopausal symptoms? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And in my Hormone Balancing Academy, me and my team can help you approach any hormonal challenge you are facing from a holistic perspective. Don't take my word only for it. Here's a snippet from a recent client whose fibroid shrunk after following my recommendation. Um, come to find out my fibroid shrunk to a 1.5. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> I was so happy and grateful to God and Asosa and, you know, just her program really. Outside of my fibroid shrinking, I am off of chicken, so I don't do meat. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> and I don't do dairy. Don't, you know, we don't do that anymore. And my weight is steadily at a one, 101 pounds as of today. So my weight did go up. Um, so I'm really happy with, you know, with my results. I'm really grateful to, you know, to God and to to ASOS and her, her Raw Girl program. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you sign up for Raw Girl. You won't regret it. Just in case you missed it, head on back to season six and hear more of the amazing glow-up stories from women who have overcome infertility, normalized incessant periods, and much more. If you or someone you know are interested in reaching your hormonal health goals with support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a free 20-minute call and a member of our team will talk to you. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Dr. David Minkoff is a leading physician with 40 plus years of experience. He's also a best-selling author, athlete, and devoted family man. Dr. Minkoff founded LifeWorks Wellness Center in 1997, and it's now one of the largest alternative medical clinics in the United States, and Body Health in 2000, a nutrition company offering a unique range of dietary supplements for the public and practitioners. Dr. Minkoff has a diverse background as a board-certified pediatrician, a fellow in infectious diseases, and an ER physician as the co-director of a neonatal intensive care unit. He is an expert in hormone replacement, functional medicine, chelation, allergy elimination, European biological medicine, neural therapy, prolotherapy, ozone therapy, longevity and anti-aging medicine, Enderlin therapy, insulin potentiated therapy, and much more. Dr. Minkoff is passionate about fitness, and at the age of 71, he completed his 43rd full Ironman triathlon and has qualified for the Kona World Championship eight times. When he's not training, he devotes time with his wife of 50 years, their three children, and eight grandchildren, while also writing and researching. He recently wrote the best-selling book, The Search for the Perfect Protein, and he's currently writing his second book. He writes two online newsletters each week, The Optimum Health Report and The Body Health Fitness Newsletter. Dr. Minkoff, thank you so much for joining me on Staying Ageless. I'm really excited to talk to you today. 
I am glad to be here. I want to start with um, I want to start with a little bit about your journey as a practitioner because you have so much experience. What led you to stop working in emergency medicine and then kind of transition into co-founding LifeWorks Wellness and studying alternative health, all that jazz? Okay, so my wife's responsible for everything that I've done. <laughs> We were in first grade together, grew up in the same small town. Wow. And we were, have been sweethearts since uh, high school. And we just celebrated our 53rd wedding anniversary, but we were together five years before that. Amazing. So she's a registered nurse. And I did pediatrics as a specialty and then infectious disease and then emergency medicine. So I've had a few different careers and I had a, adopted a hobby. My dad had a heart attack in my first year of medical school. Mm. It kind of got me scared. Now, he didn't have good lifestyle habits. He was a three pack a day smoker, had a very stressful business and he liked salted herring and he had high blood pressure. Uh, <laughs> and he basically wouldn't listen to anyone Anyway, he ends up in the ICU and it got me interested. I had done sort of regular sports and it got me interested and maybe I should start running. So I started running and then transitioned from running marathons to, to Ironman triathlons. So I was interested in um, endurance sports and health from sort of an exercise phys physiology viewpoint like what should I eat and what should I take and things like that. And, I, and my medical education had almost no, you know, like I didn't learn anything about this there. Mm. So I was interested in it. And then, so she's a nurse and she was interested in getting healthier and longevity. And she started going to seminars and the guy who is responsible for starting the functional medicine movement, and I think he coined the term, and maybe you've seen some of his work. He's more or less retired now, but his name was Jeffrey Bland. Yeah, of course. He's a CNS as well. Yeah. And so Jeffrey was at Stanford. He worked with Linus Pauling. Uh, he, was, he was a biochemist and then was interested in nutritional biochemistry, uh, formulated tons of products and would give lectures and then had a, a monthly sort of review of the literature on an audio tape. And... She dragged me to, we're in Clearwater, which is Tampa Bay. He was in Orlando for a big seminar and she dragged me there for the weekend. And <laughs> boy, he's an impressive guy. You know, he's got yeah. a photographic memory. He, I think at the time he had the largest uh, personal library of medical information of anyone. And he could read 1200 words a minute with like photographic retention and you ask him a question and he would tell you the journal and the page. And he just impressed me as like, wow. And he sort of reacquainted me with nutritional biochemistry, how you could use it to improve health. And it sort of started really with that. And then I got interested and um, she had some health challenges with, uh, she had uh, a lot of uh, silver mercury fillings in her teeth mm. from early childhood. And like every molar tooth was filled. And so she decided or was learning that this wasn't good. And, but this is like 1995 and right. nobody knows anything about this. There really isn't biological dentistry in the sense that there is now. And so she just went to a doctor in St. Petersburg and said, drill out all my mercury. And he dutifully drilled out all our mercury. And as you probably know, mercury at room temperature is liquid. Mm -hmm. um, it boils. So it, it goes from a liquid state to a gas state at 110 degrees. So if you take a high-speed drill, you aerosolize, you, you vaporize the mercury. Right. And it goes everywhere. So it goes in the palate, it goes in the throat, it's swallowed. And mercury is a 
probably number two most toxic substance based on weight that's Mm -hmm. known about in the universe. Maybe uranium is worse, but mercury is right up there. Right. So, you know, if you take a single mercury filling, so a mercury filling is a mixture of liquid mercury and they put in powdered silver, tin, copper, sometimes zinc. Mm Mm-hmm. It's about 500 milligrams, half a gram. If you put that filling ground up in a 10-acre lake, 10 acres, like a big lake, Mm -hmm. put fish in the lake, let them swim around for a week or two, and then test the fish for mercury levels, it will be at a level where the fish are not safe to eat. Lord have mercy. Okay. So it's, it's very toxic stuff. So Mm -hmm. this is one filling in a 10 acre lake. How about 12 fillings in a mouth? Mm -hmm. So she got sick and I didn't know what was wrong with her. And I'm, so I'm in the emergency room and I know all the good doctors. I know the good endocrinologists and the good neurologists and the good liver specialists. And those were symptoms that she was having and they didn't know what to do with her. And then next door to her, just by chance or by act of God, a dentist moved in in the same office complex. She, she's a nurse, but she had a home health nursing agency. Mm-hmm. That a dentist moved in, and on the marquee, it said natural dentistry. Awesome. And so one day I drive to pick her up, and I see the marquee, and he's walking out of the office. And I walked up to him and introduced myself and said, hey, you know, welcome to Clearwater. He had moved up from West Palm. And uh, what is natural dentistry? Because I'm clueless on natural stuff. And he says, well, oddly enough, in natural dentistry, we believe that the mouth is actually part of the body. It's in the body. It's in communication with the body. And that you wouldn't do anything in the mouth that you don't do in something else. So he says, for example, you would never put mercury in an IV solution or in blood. And it used to be in contact lens solution, but they took it out because the ethyl mercury, thimerosal, the ethyl mercury that was in contact lens solution was, would be absorbed by the, by the fluid in the eye and it was toxic. So it was taken out. Wow. So he's, so he's telling me these various things about natural dentistry that they do differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he said, like, like root canal teeth, like you, no doctor leaves in an organ that has an infection that's also has dead tissue. You have to debride the tissue off. You have to remove the toe if the toe is gangrenous because the combination of dead tissue and infection will kill the patient. Right. So he said, but a root canal is a dead infected tooth. The tooth is dead after the procedure and there's infection in there, hundred percent of them. So he said, we would never do that because the infection could leak into the body and make somebody sick. Right. So after hearing this, I give him my story with my wife and he's like, Oh, she's mercury toxic. No question. That's what's wrong with her. And mercury mm-hmm. produces autoimmune disease. And that's what it looked like she had. And he said, there's no one in this area that's going to help you. And there's a doctor in the Northwest and he trains doctors in this stuff. And you better go there and learn it because no one's going to help her. And that's what I did. So I went to Seattle and I started learning from this doctor and I was able to really pick up enough so that I could go home, test her, make a diagnosis that she was mercury toxic. And I could then, uh, based on what he taught me, with the nutritional, herbal, homeopathic supplements, fix her. And that's Mm. what happened. And I got really interested in this. And she and I both did. And so we would go at least one weekend a month to find people who were smart in various areas of improving health, improving performance. And so we have studied with all the greats and learned it. 
And then after this happened, a bunch of our friends were watching this process. Mm. And they started to call me and say, you know, I've got rheumatoid arthritis or I've got chronic migraine headaches. Uh, can you help me? I got ulcerative colitis. And I was, I don't know. Um, you know, I got a patient that worked <laughs> one uh, and I was working emergency room. So it's shift work. So it's, you know, it was either 12 in the morning till 12 at night or 12 at night till 12 in the morning or 7A to 7B or so it was shift work. And I had some days during the week where I wasn't working and, and her nursing office had an extra room that was empty. And so I said, just meet me over there. I had all these test kits and things and, um, we'll just play. I, I'm not going to charge you because I, I'm not sure I know what I'm doing, but we started to play and we had, we just had success. Like it got, it got just the word of mouth referral. We weren't really officially open, right. just got busier and busier and busier. And so we, we renovated a 3000 square foot space and within a year it was full. And then we moved to a 9,000 square foot space and it was full. And then, you know, now we have big space, 75 employees, you know, three MDs, four nurse practitioners, like it's a, it's a big gigantic clinic. And now people come from all over the world to, you know, usually they're people who have seen an average of 13 doctors. They have cancer or Lyme disease or chronic fatigue or autoimmune disease or neurologic, you know, Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or MS. And about 85% of the time, we really help them. Right. And so it's loads of fun. It's just phenomenally interesting. And the patients are all, you know, this is very different. The, the government and insurance companies won't cover what we do. Right. And these guys have all been through that stuff. And so we just find people who are very motivated. You know, I'm the doctor. They're my patient. My fees are based on me helping them. And so it's a very nice way to do it because I don't take them for granted. And they take the programs that we write for them seriously because they really want to get better and if they do the programs, there's a very high chance they're going to get better. So I love it. that's, that's the short, long story. <laughs> it's such a good story. It's so interesting to me how like, um, you know, most people in alternative health or most people, I won't even say alternative health. I would say most people that I've met that I would consider healers or people who really care about the work and really are making an impact usually had a healing crisis. And crazily enough, my healing crisis has to do with mercury as well. <laughs> I was poisoned by mercury. I, it, it led to uh, candida overgrowth, parasitic infection, random food allergies. And because I went through that whole thing, then I came up with all these different healing protocols that now I use in my practice all the time. Because sure. so many people have candida overgrowth, so many people have parasitic infection and don't know all that stuff. So I, I, I really resonate with that story. I'm so glad that your wife is okay. Yeah. She's um, totally fine. Yeah. That's no, awesome. no, it's 25 years later. She's completely fine. She's also a triathlete. She usually wins her Whoa. age group in races that she does. Uh, <laughs> she's very fit. She's completely healthy. And, um, and it, this stuff works. So cool. Yeah. So then what then what leads to body health? So in 2000, you go and you found body health. How did we get there? Well, when I came home with the program for her of what I had to give her. Yeah. There was 18 supplements that she had to take. Oh, my God. <laughs> and after a while, it was just like this too much. It's too expensive. Nobody's going to take all these pills. Right. And so I um, met a crazy biochemist <laughs> who's uh he's like a savant type guy you know like like he doesn't belong in the regular world he's a genius <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he communicates with the gods somewhere to come up with ideas and he came up with this idea that you could use a you could you could make a product to detoxify heavy metals Mm. that would not take good minerals out because all mm -hmm. the traditional chelators 
yeah. remove, you know, like EDTA is the traditional treatment for lead poisoning, but it removes calcium better than lead and zinc right. better than lead. So you deplete right. So the idea was a product that would be able to selectively bind heavy metals or minerals like calcium that were in the wrong place, like calcium in arteries or mm. calcium in gallstones, like mm. it's in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you didn't really want to have the, the detox occur through the kidney and urine because the kidney has a very delicate, you know, a glomerulus is a single cell thick membrane. It's susceptible to oxidative stress and heavy metals. And it's better to put it through the stool because the colon is set up for a lot of reactive oxygen species, redox reactions, and it can take it. Mm. And it should be a liquid and it should be a spray that you could dose and and, and experimenting together, we found out, we found this product, which uh, is called, it, the product's called Metal Free. And it was able to detox without using chemical chelators very effectively. It could be used in babies. Um, and we even had a couple of babies drink a whole bottle of the stuff with no toxicity. So wow. it's a great product. And, um, when we started using it in the clinic, we had just great results with it. And then, um, we set up body health and started promoting it to other healthcare practitioners who started using it. And then I'm, so I'm training for Ironman triathlons mm-hmm. and I, I tear my hamstring and I was unable to get it to heal after like nine months of everything I could think of. Mm. I mean, I massaged it and injected it and chiropractored it. And like I had access to everything and I did everything because this was something that was important to me. And I love racing and I couldn't really give it my best. And so I met another crazy guy and we started experimenting and we ended up with a mixture um, of eight essential amino acids, which are so potent in the combination that they're in, that they allow the body to manufacture protein pretty much at will and make things heal. Mm-hmm. And in six weeks, my hamstring was healed. Wow. And I went to Ironman Canada. So it's a very hard race. It's a, it's a, you know, it's 2.4 mile swim, 112 miles in the, in the Rockies in Southern Canada, and then a marathon that's very hilly. And I had my best time ever. Wow. And my hamstring was completely fine. And so after I had this product, I wrote an article in triathlete magazine, just giving people the information on what I had found and Within the end of the week, when the magazine came out, we had 3,000 people inquiring on where could they get this product. Awesome. So we added that to our product line. Uh, It's called Perfect Amino. Um, And then, you know, as we needed a multivitamin and, you know, this is a very unique multivitamin because it has really a therapeutic amount of vitamin D3. So there's you know, there's 5,000 mm-hmm. units of vitamin D3 per dose. Very important. Yeah. There's activated folic acid. There's 800 micrograms of, of activated methylfolate. And yeah. there's CoQ10. Uh, yeah. And there's, there's, you know, there's um, P5P. You know, the, the forms of B5 and B6 are the activated forms. They're not awesome. what you usually see in a multivitamin. And it's in a whole food base of 16 uh, organic fruits and vegetables. So, you know, 800 uh, milligrams of vitamin C. So, I mean, it's really like for, I don't know, 59 bucks or whatever it is, you get 150 to $200 worth of things that most people are taking separately. Right. And I yeah. love like whittling down the number of things people have to take because yeah. they're more likely to do it. <laughs> yeah. So it's two tablets twice a day and you meet all those requirements. 
So, awesome. you know, 200 micrograms of selenium, like it's really got a lot of stuff. There isn't anything like it on the market with that, that few, you know, mm. four tablets. Mm. So, and you know, we added, we have electrolytes, we have, uh, omega-3 oils, you know, we have a, I don't know, 25, 30 products. And, um, and so that became its own business. So bodyhealth.com is a website and there's, there's a few hundred videos on there about products or things I'm experimenting with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sort of split my time between the clinic and body health. Um, and, you know, we train healthcare practitioners. We have several thousand healthcare practitioners that use our products in their office. And um, they're just really, it's really good stuff. And I uh, love it. I, I, I came across Perfect Aminos. Well, first, I, you know, I actually, I found out about it from, from a healing center that I live nearby, this place called Brazil Center for Healing. Really amazing uh, practitioners there. Actually, I think someone mentioned it to me there. So it stuck in my brain. And then later, I've been vegan for 25 years. And I started getting into longevity and stuff when I was like 20 something, you know, 18, 19. And, um, and uh, recently, or it was maybe about a year ago where I was like, I am sure I'm protein deficient. Like, there's just no way. Like I work out and I feel like all of a sudden I started to feel like I wasn't getting results from my workout. Um, there's a Pilates reformer behind me. I do a lot of Pilates. I do weight training. I do different things. Yeah. And I was like, this is very strange, but I, I need to find something that is not an animal protein that is going to give me, like, be properly utilized, that's going to give me what I need. And as soon as I found Perfect Aminos, I just noticed a marked difference just, like, with, like, everything. <laughs> like, I could yeah. just feel the difference. I was like, okay, I feel normal again. I don't know what that is, but I knew something was off. And so since then... I've started using it with, you know, some of my clients. Um, And I love, like, I mean, there's so many reasons why proteins are, protein is very um, necessary, but can you speak to like why it's important for longevity? What kinds of conditions um, we can also use to treat, you know, people with with certain kinds of ailments um, when it comes to protein sufficiency, like having enough protein? Yeah, and it's interesting because, this was stuff I didn't learn in medical school, but with the clinic and having access to thousands of patients and testing thousands of patients, what I found is that the vast majority of people are actually protein malnourished. Mm. It's not apparent in a standard blood test. And you might not be able to make the diagnosis when you look at them. Mm. If you do serum levels of essential amino acids, what you find out is they're protein malnourished. They're depleted. Now, I have worked with some of the best Olympic athletes in the world. And Olympic athletes are really, they're doing pretty good. Right. But if you measure serum amino acid levels on them, you'll find that a lot of them have deficiencies. And if you add perfect amino, Mm -hmm. their amino acid deficiencies go up and they get that extra hundredth of a second you know, quarter second. That's the difference between, you know, the guy winning the race and the guy coming in second place. Mm. And what I tell the athletes is if you're not in perfect amino, I can bet you dollars to donuts that the guys that are beating you are Mm. because it is such a potent force. Now, Mm. virtually a hundred percent of vegetarians and vegans are protein malnourished. Totally. The quality and their amino acid levels. You could show me a profile of mm. a blood fasted amino acid level, and I could say that person's vegan or that person's vegetarian right. because they are so depleted. Now, there are some beneficial things to being a vegan or a vegetarian, but there are mm-hmm. also some downsides that if you're going to live that lifestyle, you have to take into consideration because it will get you. And amino acids is one of them. And one of the things about perfect amino is that it's not animal sourced mm-hmm. and it's so it's clean in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, it really is effective. And, and so, you know, if you look at where is protein in the body, well, it's virtually all the structure tissues, yes. all the organ tissues, all the enzymes. So you look at energy generation or detoxification. If you even look at the inner lining of your gut, when you're protein malnourished, 
the gut lining doesn't turn over every four or five days. Right. It'll be eight days, nine days. Wound healing is slow. Bone healing with fracture is slow. Hmm. And it's because there's an inadequate amount of essential amino acids coming into the system. And the body has too many things that it has to take care of that it doesn't have the nutrients that it has to have. And so when you add this, you find people saying, boy, my nails are growing now or my hair. You know, I used to have to go to the hairdresser every six weeks. Now I go every four weeks. My hair is growing faster. You know, my skin looks better. My energy is better. My, you know, the, the, you know, I'm sure you see a lot of people with osteoporosis and you could give, you could, you could soak people in calcium. It's not going to cure their osteoporosis. Right. And all the pharmaceuticals for osteoporosis are toxic. So right. bones are 50% protein. They're collagen. And if you don't have the protein matrix for the calcium and phosphorus to stick to, you get weak bones. Right. But if you do the things that, you know, they have to have enough minerals and they have to have enough vitamin D but they have to have enough hormones, but they have to have enough amino acids. And if they get enough amino acids, they will build bone, you know? And so it, a lot of these things are just unknown by general medicine. And even a lot of practitioners don't know. We found in our studies that you got a 30% faster detoxification of heavy metals if the person was on metal free, because the whole wow. detox system is amino acids. Wow. You know, it's, it's cysteine and methionine and these things yeah. are essential amino acids. And if you have them coming into the body in plentiful amounts, the body can just do what it's supposed to do. And so, Is there anything else I can test for besides serum amino acids? Or is that the best marker to look I for? Find, I mean, we do nutrient levels. Uh, you know, Metagenics has a, uh, it's called an ion panel, I-O-N. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a NutraVal, which the, I don't like the test. I don't think it's any good, but they okay. do make one called an ion panel. And at my persistence of it, cause they wanted to get rid of it, but we ordered so many of them that they, they held it on for me. And now I've talked to enough people about it that they just got a letter from them saying that they're renewing the test and they're going to mm-hmm. make it available. And it's a wonderful test. And, um, and part of, so you get, Omega-3 fats, you get omega-6 fats, you get serum amino acids, you get vitamins and minerals, you get organic acids. It's like great for all kinds of stuff. But serum amino acids and and you just look at the levels of essential amino acids and, and, you know, almost everybody you will find deficiencies. And so we just add it to their program. Okay. Okay. One other thing I just want to mention is that in our practice – 100% of the people that we see have a bad gut. Yes. They have yeast, they have parasites, they have bad bacteria, they have pancreatic enzyme insufficiency, and they don't digest and absorb protein. And then you've got about a $5 billion acid blocker pharmaceutical market with Pepsid and Nexium and Tagamet, and they prevent protein digestion. And so if you're on those drugs, you're not digesting your protein. You could eat steak all day long. You're not, you're not digesting and absorbing your protein. So that's an added kind of, you know, chop on the body of it can't get this stuff, even if you're eating what you want. Mm, mm. So those are the, those are the, you know, those are what make it um, a problem for most people. And, you know, I, I just heard this today and it's just struck me. The biggest industry in the United States is not defense. It's not pharmaceuticals. It's not military spending. It's not social security. It's the chronic illness industry. Yes. $3.8 trillion is the chronic illness industry, which is Mm. most of medical care, 
And why? Because people are eating the wrong food. They're taking the wrong medications. They're not taking the right supplements. They're not getting enough sleep. They're not getting any sunshine. They're not exercising. They're listening to television and radio that are promoting toxic lifestyles. Right. And now we have the ruin, really, of the society, you know, where one in 20 children is autistic. And, uh, you know, it's just it's 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 and, and the cancer. We are we're a cancer center. So the amount of cancer we're seeing, like three, four new cancer patients every day, every wow. day. And and th- that's this is it's, it's epidemic and it isn't genes and it isn't an accident. And anyone who's looking around to say, well, gee whiz, you know, where is this coming from? It is obvious where it's coming from. We are killing ourselves with our lifestyles. Mm. And your practice and my practice is to try to extricate people from the false beliefs that they have adopted or believed and help them with their own discipline so that they can bring themselves out because otherwise they're going to be this statistic of cancer, heart attacks, osteoporosis, diabetes, fractures. You know, there's a 60% chance after a hip fracture that you'll be dead just from a hip fracture. You're 60 years old, you fall down, you break your hip, you've got osteoporosis. There's a 60% chance that within a year you'll be dead. Now that's pretty crazily tragic, but that's what, that's, that's what is. Yeah. And so all the pharmaceuticals in the world are not going to correct that. I'm not anti-pharmaceutical, you know, you sometimes need an antibiotic or something to lower your blood pressure to figure out what is it that's that why your body can't regulate. So I'm not anti, you know, you need a C-section where you get one, you're having a heart attack, you go to the emergency room. So I've been in regular medicine and, and regular medicine can help people. But the chronic disease end of medicine is not really a good long-term way to resolve this thing. No, it's not about promoting health. So that's the problem. <laughs> the focus, I think, is in the wrong place. Right. But I want to talk about, I want to talk about, so one of the things that was a selling point for me was like, okay, these amino acids, are 99% utilized, which means I know they're going where they need to go. They're going to be used. What's the difference for the average person who has no idea why protein utilization makes any sense or or why they should care? What's the difference between perfect aminos and like whey protein powder or branch chain amino acids? Why is it superior? Okay. So here's an analogy. You and I start a business where we're manufacturing automobiles. Mm-hmm. And we don't, and, and so what it takes to make an automobile is a frame, four wheels, a motor, and a steering wheel. Most basic automobile you could have. And if we take delivery, we don't have any space on our lot to store any other extra stuff. So if the supplier sends us a hundred frames and 400 wheels and a hundred motors and two steering wheels, Mm -hmm. we can only make two cars. But now we've got all these frames and wheels exits and we have no place to put them and we have to get rid of them. Now, if you eat perfect amino, 99 plus percent of the amino acids that come in, your body makes into its own proteins. So we call this utilized. It's utilized to make protein. If you have a scoop of brown rice, vegan, plant-based protein, Mm -hmm. less than 10% of that protein, of the amino acids in that protein, will be utilized by your body because 
Our wow. bodies don't, there's too much extra amino acids in there that we can't use. These, ve- these vegetarian vegan proteins are low in methionine. They're low in leucine. These are essential amino acids. And when you don't have those, the body doesn't have the stuff it needs to make the real ones. Now, collagen is even worse because collagen has no tryptophan. Tryptophan is an essential amino acid, so you don't Mm -hmm. utilize it. And dairy products are about 17% utilized. So if you look on the container and it says 16 grams of protein per whatever dairy serving you have, Mm -hmm. what you can do is deduct it by 84% of what you're really getting. Okay, meat and fish are about 33%. The best protein for humans, aside from breast milk, which is not readily available, (laughs) um, is our whole eggs, whole chicken eggs. So 48% of the chicken eggs are utilized to make body protein. Now, some Mm. people get on a kick where, oh my God, egg yolks, cholesterol, oh no, I'm not doing that. But in the cholesterol, along with the cholesterol, in the egg, yolk is methionine, which is an essential amino acid. And there's very little methionine in the white. So if you're eating egg whites, your egg goes from 48% utilized down to about 16% utilized. So there's so much myth and lore and misinformation in the nutrition industry that people are just being hoodwinked everywhere. Right. No, it's so true. Um, how old are you? Are you like 77 now? 76? No, four, four, please. 74. <laughs> 74, and you've completed a ridiculous amount of Ironmans? I don't know how well, many. 43 full distance Ironmans. There's very few people in the world that have ever done that. I've done wow. several hundred triathlons. But I'm, I'm full. You know, I'm working a 60-hour week, and wow. I could not be happier. You know, it's now... Six o'clock here where I am. Um, my day started. I got up at quarter to five today. I'm in a master swim class. I swam for an hour and 20 minutes. And then I I ran for about 40 minutes. And then I was in the office by eight o'clock. And I worked a full day. And, and so you, you know, when I look at what my dad was doing at 74. Right. He, you know, he was not in good shape. And. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. You can keep yourself in good shape and keep active. And, you know, people get this idea of, oh, I'm going to get to be 65 and I'm going to retire and I'm not going to do anything. And Like, I, that's the farthest thing from my mind. Right. If you love what you do, why wouldn't you just keep doing it? Right. And so, you know, I took my office manager has been with me for 22 years. She just had her 50th birthday. Wow. And she said to me, I'm going to work till at least 65, which means you're not retiring for another 15 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> I love that. Okay. What do you feel like? So you're super active. What do you, do you feel like you have any go-to daily rituals that have been very key? I mean, obviously you use your own products and then you work out, is there anything else that you feel like is essential like for longevity? Well, I mean, I have a clinic where I have every toy imaginable and I love experimentation. I love dabbling. I like learning. So I hear about new stuff and I'm the, I start doing it right away. Okay. I just <laughs> do. I experiment. I constantly experiment. And so there's a lot of things that can help you. So I'm, you know, in the morning I, I drink a, you know, I put uh, a, th- a quart full of water and I add seven different powders, including perfect <laughs> amino. And wow. I drink down uh, 38 vitamin tablets with it. I mean, I am I, I don't like it, but I just don't know what else to do. If you want to be if you want to have what I consider proper vitality. Yes. You know, like you can you can. um you know, you can really, uh, you can have a full fun life because you can do stuff. You know, right. you can get on the floor. I have eight and a half grandchildren and they're very active. And we were just in Yosemite as a family trip. So I have three kids and, and eight grandkids and my daughter's pregnant with a 
with, with number nine. And we walked up to Nevada Falls and I outwalked all of them. <laughs> so, you know, it's fun that like my, the eight and the 10 year olds are complaining to slow down. <laughs> it's too hard. So that's fun. You know, I'm not, they're not dragging me in a wheelchair. Right. And, um, and it's, you know, I can play like if life isn't fun and, and you can't play, you know, like you look at people and, and they just, you know, I don't want to sit in a nursing home and have someone's food feed me baby food. You know what I mean? And not know where in the hell I am. Agreed. Agreed. And if you're living the normal lifestyle that you're supposed to live in the United States, that's your future. Because as soon as if you don't take care of yourself, you are going to end up in the hands of chronic medicine. So heart attacks and cancer are the two killers. So I have a practice that's full of these people. And they did it to themselves by and large. You know, everybody has genetic weaknesses. Yes. But you don't have to be that way. You know, like, like I have uh, two brothers and a sister, and they haven't been as careful as I am. So mm. diabetic, overweight, high blood pressure, heart bypass surgeries. And mm. I know that my genes are there because if I let myself go, I would be just like them. Right. So, so it's, I just like, I don't want to be there. Like, I don't yeah. want that. You know, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to have fun. I want to live. And luckily enough, my wife's the same way. So like we are, we're, we're, you know, we feel like we're in our prime at 74 years old. And, you know, I decided I wanted to peak when I was at 86. So, you know, we're just getting better, you know, like the, I love it. it's, you know, so, you know, it. you reach this age where you like, it's like, like just in my own profession in medicine is like, I have 45 years of knowledge and experience. And, you know, I'm studying, I study every day because I learn things every day. And what a stupid time to then say, well, I'm done with it. Because I have two young doctors with me now and their minds are just blown at like, like the amount of stuff that, that, that I know that I can train them and I can help them so that they can then, you know, they want to, they want to be like me. And and I want to be that person that other people want to be like, you know, with their own individuality, but that they can, they can do the, I love racing triathlons and I want to, I just um, today saw that the oldest guy to ever finish an Ironman triathlon was a Japanese gentleman at 89. So I I, want to beat him. Okay. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so awesome. You are super inspiring, Dr. Minkoff. Thank you so much for this conversation. So I really want people to go get the book, The Search for the Perfect Protein on Amazon. I want people to go to bodyhealth.com. I actually have a link. I'm an affiliate, so I'm going to link that there too. And um, is there, and then I know on Facebook and Instagram, your body health optimized, right? Yeah. And we have a, the Life Force Wellness Center has, is the, is the clinic. Yes. So the wellness center, it's lifeworkswellnesscenter.com. If you're interested in being a patient or um, there's also lots of, there's hundreds of videos on that website too, on where you can just learn. I mean, we play them. They play in the waiting room. So when patients are waiting and every day people come in and like, oh, I just learned this and I watched the video on this. And so people can really the the if you can't count on your your own practitioner to to take to to be responsible for your health. And you have to find people like yourself or like me, like there's more of us now, like we are growing, we are gaining strength. Yeah, uh, because people are dissatisfied with regular medicine, and, and people just have to search it out, and they got to dig into their pocket, and they got to pay for it because nobody else is going to pay for it. And you know, people will pay five bucks every day for a Starbucks coffee that's loaded with sugar and crap, or or for a you know a six pack every two days. And what they got to do is they just got to say, well, where is this going to get me? Mm-hmm. versus what if I 
ate organic food and I bought some vitamins and minerals, you know, took your advice or my advice and started to dabble in this, listen to podcasts and educate myself. And you will find that it is a, you know, it's a wonderful discovery process. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you. You are too. (laughs) Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Okay, y'all, it's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, All you got to do is send me a DM or slide up in my DMs on Instagram at TheRawGirl or contact me via my website, TheRawGirl.com. Today's question is from Trina via Instagram who says, what are the signs you could be eating too much protein even if it's plant-based? Hi, Trina. How are you? Um, Well, the first place I would start is you can actually calculate the amount of dietary protein that you need. If you're not an athlete, if you're just a regular schmegular person who works out occasionally, you probably need 0.8 grams per kilograms uh, of protein um, based on your body weight per day. You can actually use one of those online body um, protein calculators to figure that out based on your level of activity. And once you have the grams of protein, then what you're going to do is you can actually use one of those tracking... um, tracking apps, something like Lose It or MyFitnessPal or Chronometer. And you can put in what you ate for the day and you'll be able to see how many grams of protein you actually consumed compared to the amount that you needed. And if it's higher, that's fine. Um, Again, most people, um, even um, very active people may need 1.5 grams per kilogram or even high or slightly higher. But the most of us regular smegular folks who are not athletes, um, up to one gram per kilogram is perfectly fine. Most research indicates that eating more than two grams per kilogram of body weight can actually cause health problems. And some symptoms associated with too much protein in- intake include intestinal discomfort and digestion, dehydration, unexplained exhaustion, nausea, irritability, headache, diarrhea, um, and some of the other risks of chronic protein overconsumption include cardiovascular disease, blood vessel disorders, liver and kidney injuries, seizures, and death. And then doctors have also linked certain conditions to chronic protein overconsumption, and those conditions are type 2 diabetes, cancer, osteoporosis, and osteopenia. The good news is you are plant-based, so it's likely that you are not over-consuming protein at all. I think it can be really hard to over-consume protein if you're plant-based. You might actually need more protein support, so I would recommend that you calculate the amount you need based on your body weight and your activity level. And if you have someone to work with or if you can test your serum amino acid levels, you should do so as someone who's plant-based. I know that I just... I just started to not feel as great um, recently, and I I determined that I was protein deficient, and that is why I started taking Perfect Aminos protein powder. Super amazing. Have felt the difference. I'm going to link in the show notes um, a discount code if you'd like to try that powder out. My favorite, um, my favorite um, flavor is mocha. And um, I'm I'm really I'm really into that one. I do it in the morning, almost like a coffee. Just put two scoops in with some hot water, and it's good to go. All right, all right. It is time to close out today's show. I hope that you have learned a thing or two about the importance of protein and how to calculate your intake and daily amounts. Go ahead and leave a comment or DM me on Instagram at the Raw Girl. I hope to hear from you soon. Today, I leave you with a quote for from Arvind Gupta. Biology is the most powerful technology ever created. 
DNA is software, protein are hardware, and cells are factories. I hope you get enough of your hardware in this week. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at The Raw Girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. Mm-hmm.